All right, let's do the Mr. Rogers intro on this one. Well, hello there, neighbor. No, just kidding. I'm Roy Fur. This is Breakthrough Marketing Secrets, and it's Monday, which means it's Mailbox Monday here at Breakthrough Marketing Secrets. That's the day that I answer your questions about copywriting, marketing, business building, and more. Today, in response to a subscriber question, I'm going to share with you a, a little copywriting trick that will help you instantly instantly write better, more personal copy. That's right. Like when you apply this trick, your entire perspective on what you're writing changes in a way that will make your copy better. And it's going to feel more personal to the person who reads it. I also have lots of other good little tips buried in this video. So pay close attention. So uh, diving into the notes, we always start Mailbox Monday with the question. It says, my biggest challenge is making sure I always keep my prospects in the forefront of any copy I write. To speak to them always in an empathetic way and give them the best service of what they're looking for. I want to be a better salesperson in print. Any recommendations from S? And note there's a link in the description to ask me your question it says ask Roy your question if you'd like to have it answered or at least considered for an upcoming Mailbox Monday episode. Um, I always pick the question that I think is going to lead to the best episode, the most inspired. So a very famous musical, I think from the, the 1940s or play musical play. Um, it's a tragedy called the death of a salesman. Uh, and um. I, I thought of this because arguably there was that question about becoming a better salesperson in print. And if we go back to Claude Hopkins, that um, advertising is, well, salesmanship multiplied, or as I say, uh, sales multiplied through media, right? Um, that if you want to be a good copywriter, your job is to sell. But at the same time, at the same time, there seems to be this, this like, broad recognition that people really don't like to be sold. They like to buy. People love to buy things. People love to buy things, but they don't necessarily love to be sold. And it used to be that like in the closers era, right? There was this like, you know, people who were these hard closers, really, really like strong. There was this like mentality that sales is all about being a good closer. And uh, we still see it in the language today that that people get hired to be high ticket closers. And yeah, you can pressure the heck out of somebody to get money out of them. You're not going to build a sustainable business with long term high customer value, right, through high pressure sales tactics, right? And if you're trying to translate that into copy, well, you give people an icky feeling, right? The difference now and in the past when, you know, being a closer was the, the highest, the, the most lauded form of selling is that it's all out in the open. So as I'm recording this, like Reddit is in the middle of this whole debacle about wanting to charge people for API access at a level that's just like astronomical um, for people who've been using it for a very long time. And the CEO is just continuing to have blunder after blunder trying to like address this, right? And the thing is, all of this is being discussed all over Reddit and in the news. And it's this, this example of what happens if a company is really uh, creating a negative experience for their customers. 
you know, I, I saw a John Oliver uh, special on YouTube a, a while back about timeshares and how all the aggressive selling in the timeshare industry results in people like having their financial lives ruined and like people ending in ending up in some really terrible financial situations. Uh, and all of this, like you could be featured on John Oliver if you are scammy with your sales techniques now, right? And so flipping that around, this idea of like connecting with people and aligning yourself with them, being empathetic to them, giving them a good experience. I think this question is asking a lot of really good questions about how to be a really good salesperson today. And it makes me think of this illustration that I have often used to talk about selling. So I'm, picture this, okay? There is a rectangular table with four chairs at it. On one of the long sides of the rectangle, there are two chairs. On the other side of the table, other long side, there are two chairs. So you have two chairs facing two chairs. You are in a person-to-person, one-on-one sales appointment with a prospect. They sit at one of those chairs. Now, that leaves three chairs. You can either sit across from them or diagonal from them or next to them. You can sit across from them, diagonal from them, or next to them. Which one do you choose? Think about it for a second. Which are you going to choose? Are you going to sit across from your prospect? Are you going to sit diagonal from them? Or are you going to sit next to them? My recommendation here, and let's just imagine that this is like in a coffee shop or somewhere. My recommendation here is to sit next to them, especially if you have any papers or anything that you want to show them. You want to sit next to them, hopefully not like Hopefully the table's big enough that everybody still feels like they have enough personal space, but you want to sit next to them because instead of putting you face-to-face, nose-to-nose, toes-to-toes, head-to-head, conflict, you're alongside of them. You're coming alongside of them for making the decision. And that posturing, okay, and we could say diagonal, and maybe diagonal is better than head-to-head, and maybe diagonal works if you just really need to fill up the table, right? But this idea of being next to them, come sit next to me at the table and help me figure out which way I need to go. This posture also applies in writing copy. If you put yourself against your prospect, it's not going to feel as good to them. And certainly, even if you can get them to buy today, they are less likely to want to buy in the future. They're less likely to develop a great relationship with you in the future. On the other hand, If you are alongside of them as they make their decision, if you're there to facilitate the best decision on their part, they are going to be more prone, more interested in making the purchase from you. And that brings me to this idea of the power of the personal is if you can feel like you make a personal connection, and I'm here I'm not saying personalize, like saying their name 50 times in the copy or anything like that. What I'm saying is like when you are personal in your communication, you're going to connect with them in that way. If you imagine yourself sitting down next to this person, right? And this isn't even the copywriting trick. So this, isn't even, this is just like sales positioning, right? If you imagine yourself sitting down next to the person and helping them make the best decision, figure out what their best decision is, right? 
and you connect with them in a personal way where it's about supporting them in that decision-making process. This will make you a better salesperson in print. Now, I got more fun stories and it's like for whatever reason, they're all coming out in today's episode. We are going to get into the copywriting trick that I promised to instantly write better, more personal copy, but we're gonna start, oh, I know that I spelled that right. <laughs> for those of you who are listening, uh, I'm sh I always share the notes on, on the video version of this that's posted on YouTube and it had Marty Edelston's name marked as a typo, but it's not, it's not. So Bill Jamie, very famous copywriter, one of the greatest copywriters of all time as far as selling magazine subscriptions. And um, he was personal friends with Marty Edelston. They did not work together. Uh, Bill Jamie always said that he didn't want to have to compete with Marty Edelston's copywriters who included people like Eugene Schwartz and Mel Martin and Gary Benzavenga and uh, so many great, so many great copywriters. Um, so Bill Jamie and Mar Marty Edelston would write letters back and forth to each other. And on one of those letters, and these were personal letters. On one of those letters, on the outside of the envelope, Bill Jamie wrote deeply and irrevocably personal. Deeply and irrevocably personal. And <laughs> Marty had this rule that if copy make, he, he called it, uh, does this copy make me vibrate? That's, that was the question that he asked. And if the copy made him vibrate, he knew that it was, it was good copy and, um, and, and that it was likely to, to work. And if the copy didn't make him vibrate, well, maybe it wasn't as good of copy. And, and so it needed to be edited or rewritten or start from scratch or whatever until it made him vibrate when he first saw it. Well, deeply and irrevocably personal written on the outside of an envelope made Marty vibrate. It made him rip into the envelope and see what was inside. And it was this letter from Bill Jamie. And Marty, being the direct mail genius that he was, said, this is one of the best pieces of outer envelope copy that I have ever seen. It makes somebody want to read what's inside. And he asked Bill, can we put this on an envelope? And Bill said, yes. And uh, so there was a, a package that I think it was Mel Martin was working on at the time or, or, or had written at the time. And they tested this on the envelope. They tested deeply and irrevocably personal. And oh my goodness, it worked. And then they made the font bigger. And oh my goodness, it worked better. And then they made the font fill every square inch of the front of the envelope that they could. And it made it work better. And Marty did end up writing Bill Jamie a check, but apparently every personal letter that Bill sent to Marty after that um, did not have anything written on the outside of the envelope. <laughs> um, so deeply and irrevocably personal. Well, how do you write copy that feels deeply and irrevocably personal? Here's the little trick. Don't write that like you're writing copy. Don't, don't write copy. Don't be a copywriter. Don't think of yourself as a copywriter. Whatever it is that you're selling, think of the person in your life. Uh, the closer of a relationship you have to them, the better. Think of a person in your life who would be interested in that offer. And sit down and instead of writing copy, write it as a letter to them. Write about that to them. Say, like, just everything, everything that you would tell that person who you love, who you respect, who, whose opinion you cherish, whose 
uh, who you want to maintain your, your, your great reputation with them, all of that, right? Write that letter to them. Write it in a deeply and irrevocably personal way. And write that letter to them. And then later, when you're done writing it, come back and turn it into whatever copy format you need it to be, right? Without taking away that personal feel. So this whole idea, and this can apply to email copy, it can apply to, to video sales letters, it can apply to across the board. Think of it as if you're writing a letter to a friend whose opinion of you, you hold very, very dear. And think of that person. Think of that person in particular. And then write to them, and your copy will be far more uh, empathetic, far more personal, far more connecting, far more persuasive, far more like grounded in actually being a human to human communication. And this will give you instant improvement, even if you are a novice copywriter. Now there's a great book that was just republished called Method Marketing by Denny Hatch. And what I love about this book, I think it's one of the best books on copywriting that there is. Uh, before it was republished, you had to pay like 50 bucks for a used copy and that price just kept going up. And what I love about this is he takes people who are absolute top of their game, great copywriters, and he takes people who have never written a piece of persuasive copy in their life. And he shows success stories from both sides, all from this perspective of these people who captured the, the essence of their market. The, these people who were able to put themselves like method acting is putting yourself in the mind of the character and behaving as if that like just like behaving as if you were that character, right? Method marketing is about putting yourself in the mind of your market and connecting with them on a on this deep level. And I think that this idea of writing a personal letter and I, I think that it's actually echoed in that book. I think that this idea of writing a personal letter is the fastest way to put yourself in the mind of your, your prospect, your reader, because you're thinking about someone who is that, that, um, who's in that market, right? And you're connecting with them on that level. And that gives you this empathy and understanding. And I say empathy and understanding FTW for the win, right? Because that's going to that's going to get you uh, emotionally connected with them in a way that trying to like copy copywriting formulas, marketing formulas, whatever, will never, never do. And one of the things about method marketing is, is you'll very quickly see if you read that, that there are things that don't look at all like what you might think of as normal copy that did incredibly well. And so like the power there is, is just incredible. And, and one of the things that you might have to do in the course of this is do a bunch of market research. Um, and so having conversations with people who are in the market, that person that you might be writing the letter to, right? Or other people who are just representative of the market. Getting on forums where people are um, members of the market that you can observe their conversations, participate in their conversations. Reddit is actually great for this. Um, people have recommended, Jay Abraham always recommended Amazon reviews of people responding to information about that 
topic. Um, and, and recently, you might even be able to use ChatGPT to get some level of this research. And I actually did this entire training called Copywriting Market Research with ChatGPT, where I shared the prompts that I've specifically used to get the emotional experience of someone who is in a market. Um, and the thing that you need to know about large language models like GPT-4 is that they're designed to, to like re, um, recreate the average verbal response that somebody would give when presented with that situation. So if, if, the, if the verbal response is, if somebody's asked about, okay, what are some of the biggest challenges and difficulties of uh, being a copywriter today? The verbal response that the average person would give is what ChatGPT is going to give you. And that's what the large language models are trained to do. Um, and so being able to go to a market that you don't know, and I actually, I, I used Bladder Leakage as an example because I didn't know that market at all, but it was like a top three product on ClickBank. Um, and, and so I used that as an example. And just what I got from there, like the type of emotional experience that might come out of that, um, it really felt me or it made me feel very, very empathetic for someone who might be dealing with that situation. So my call to action to you at the end of this episode, number one, ask yourself how you can use this, right? Like, what do you need to do in terms of sitting down and saying, can you write a personal letter to a friend instead of trying to write copy, right? Ask yourself how you can use this. You can leave any action items as a comment with this episode. Don't forget to like and subscribe so you get more content like this delivered to you. And there are a few links in the description relevant to what we've talked about. Number one, to ask me your question. Number two, I'm linking to that copywriting market research with ChatGPT. Number three, that's part of the BTMS Insider streaming library of copywriting and marketing courses. So I'm linking to more information on that where you pay one low fee, you get instant streaming access to everything, including that market research with ChatGPT training. And uh, number four here, I'm linking to Method Marketing by Denny Hatch, the latest republished edition on Amazon. So you can go check that out if you would like to. I'm Roy Fur, this is Breakthrough Marketing Secrets, and I'll catch you again in the next episode. See you soon. Bye. Thank you once again for tuning in to this daily episode of Breakthrough Marketing Secrets. Remember, check out the links with this episode for even more value. Now make sure you like, comment, share, subscribe, and engage in every way you can to keep this show going and growing and delivering daily value to you. I'll catch you soon for your next big breakthrough.